We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome into Lakers Nation Live. I am Trevor Lane. The Lakers fall to the Golden State Warriors. Not the kind of outing we wanted to see coming out of the All-Star break. Just couldn't seem to get anything going. Certainly couldn't get any shots to drop. And the defense, uh, a bit of a mess tonight for the Lakers. Definitely a shorthanded Lakers side. No LeBron James, in addition to a number of other players missing. Cam Reddish, Jared Vanderbilt, among others. But still, not a great performance from the guys who were out there tonight. We've got a lot to talk about, a lot to break down. So if you're coming in from YouTube, from Facebook, from X, welcome in. Those of you joining over on the podcast side after the fact, make sure you guys give us that five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Joining me tonight, we've got Sean Davis. Sean, uh, it was nice to see Lakers basketball back until they actually started playing. <laughs> then, then... It was not so nice. Not a good performance from them tonight. We've got plenty to talk about, but overall impression of of the team and, and their effort tonight. Um, it's it's always gonna be tough when you're down five rotation players and one of them just happens to be one of your two best players, along with a bunch of key perimeter defenders for you. A, 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 you need it first. You need AD to be to be AD, which which I thought he was tonight. Twenty seven points, fifteen rebounds, efficient shooting. Um, but you needed like impactful contribution. I'm using the word impactful, very uh, like you know, I don't even know what the right word. Like very specifically, that's not even like what I'm trying to say here. But I'm using that word for a reason because sure, um, sure. You know, uh, okay, my bad. Fix it. Sure, like D'Angelo Russell. You look at the box score, eighteen points mm-hmm. worth. But I mean, Austin Reeves even sixteen points. Torian Prince twelve points. But in terms of, like impactful contribution, I kind of feel like it was just AD tonight. I'm not gonna lie, and you, I feel like really, really kind of no showed in terms, of, like I said, impactful contribution. I thought D'Lo had a really rough game. Um, he had nine, he had nine assists, only three turnovers. Um, so you were kind of buying the, and then step got going early on. So not, not going to get too mad the, at the result. I'm going to be pretty pissed off with the, some of the process stuff. Sure. But, um, yeah, just, just kind of a frustrating one. Not going to lie. Yeah. On the night, you've got Anthony Davis with 27 points, 15 boards. You'll take that 11 to 19 shooting. Can't complain too much there. Three blocks as well. 
Uh, D'Angelo Russell, though, three for nine from deep, nine assists. You saw Andrew Wiggins on him quite a bit, Clay Thompson. This has been as D'Lo has got going. And in a game like tonight when LeBron is out, teams are going to focus more defensive attention on D'Angelo Russell. And what they do is they take bigger wings and put them on D'Lo, knowing that he's not the quickest player. And so they can get away with doing that. And that size tends to bother him a little bit. We saw that in tonight's game. Not a terrible stat line, uh, nine assists, 18 points, but the efficiency wasn't there. Uh, Austin Reeves, like you said, 16 points for him. And then after that, you got 12 auditorium prints. You just didn't get a big performance out of anybody that wasn't AD. And you needed multiple big performances. And I'm talking about above average performances from a number of guys. You needed a big game out of D'Lo. You needed a big game out of Rui. Rui, right. 31 minutes, eight points, four boards. Didn't really give you much punch out there tonight. So that was kind of the problem. I think your assessment spot on. It was kind of Anthony Davis and then not really much else, at least not in terms of what you needed. You needed, okay, right. LeBron's out. I'm going to step up tonight. I'm going to be that guy. And you just didn't get that performance out of anybody. You got 29% uh, from deep uh, for the Lakers in the game. You're not going to keep pace with the Warriors when you're shooting 29% from deep. You're just not shooting the ball well enough. Uh, the turnovers were fine, only 11 turnovers on the night. The offensive rebounds, you gave up way too many, 15 for the Warriors. That That's too much. But ultimately, they just uh, they couldn't shoot well enough. And then, Sean, defensively, I thought they were way too often. They were out of sorts. They misread oh. things. They got They fell for some trickery from the Warriors way too many times, and they just looked confused on where they needed to be. And that led to a number of wide-open looks for the Warriors. And there was a demoralizing effect to that as well, as we saw later on in the second half. And that's where, if people are going to be frustrated with this one, that's where I would be the most frustrated because you had over a week to get ready for this. You know what the Warriors do, and the Lakers didn't look prepared in that specific regard for the off-ball stuff that the Warriors were going to throw at them. Yeah, um, I'm I'm probably going to go on a long rant on the post post game show about the Lakers off ball defense. So make sure you guys stick around after Lakers Station Live. <laughs> um, but I, I brought this up on playback. What made last year's team like so good against the Warriors is they were able to completely wipe out the like off ball action stuff from the Warriors and make them be more of a ball screen heavy, even a little bit more ISO heavy. Which you have Steph. You can do that, right? But at the end of the day, as we saw, make them do that for an entire series. That's just going to ultimately like lead to your benefit, right? Mm -hmm. And tonight, the Warriors had 16 scoring possessions on cuts, and they had eight scoring possessions on off-screen actions, right? So that's 24 off-ball scoring possessions, made shot, missed shot, foul turnover. Uh, they had 24 of those in this game. And they scored well over a point per possession on both of those categories. Where, like, you go back to last year, the Warriors were below like 12 on those for combined, even and stuff like that, right? And oh, by the way, the Warriors didn't get a single cut scoring action in the first quarter. So that's 16 scoring possessions on cuts in three quarters. That's just bad defense by the Lakers. And like I said, we'll, uh, uh, oh man, I'm going to go on a rant on the, on the post post game show. All right. Well, before we we take your your uh, your rant away from the post post game show, let's do this. Breaking news. Darvin Ham says that in all likelihood, LeBron James will play tomorrow against the San Antonio Spurs. So 
first of all, that's that's good news, right? Just in a vacuum, LeBron playing tomorrow, that's good news. Does that make you more frustrated though that he didn't play in this game tonight? Are you cool with it? How do you how do you feel about that situation? I don't really care. <laughs> I, I'm just going to look at it. Great. I'm glad that he's playing tomorrow. I'm happy. Braun sucks that you couldn't play tonight, but glad you're back tomorrow. Tomorrow's a must win. You better freaking win that game. And you've only increased your odds of winning tomorrow night's game. So, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. You're absolutely right. It's a must win. Uh, tomorrow against the San Antonio Spurs. The Lakers have to get uh, that one. Let's get into some of the chat questions and comments here. Uh, Andrew said, really showed how important guys like Cam and Vando are. We got to get our defense back. Hope Austin's ankle is okay. Needed guys to step up. Didn't get it on in the next game. Have to win tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, tomorrow's game against the Spurs, This this is a must win. You have to win this game. You can't. The playoff race in the West, it is now you're only a half a game up on the Warriors now. It's way too tight. The problem the Lakers have, no one's losing. Everyone just keeps winning. Everyone around the Lakers just keeps winning games. And so even when the Lakers were playing well, they were six and six wins over the last seven games. They didn't really make up any ground because everyone around them was winning too. So the West playoff race, it's going to be super tight. And you just dropped a game to the Warriors that it was a pretty big game and you lost it. You have to win tomorrow night because the schedule over the next few weeks, we've been talking about it. It's rough. They've got to figure out a way to start stacking up some wins and you can't let an opportunity slip by against a team like San Antonio. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's, uh, let's go here. Mission 86 said, would rather we won, but missed a shift on the restart, I guess. Well, can't dwell on it. Flush on it. Flush it. Go get San Antonio. We're still good. Face forward. That's the beauty of basketball. Like, right. You have a bad game. Well, nope. Play next day or play in two days or whatever instead of. I, mean, I guess it's kind of comparable to like baseball or whatever. Either. Football, lose a game. Crap. We have to think about this for the next week. Ugh. Right. That's 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 just it. You get another game right away to try to uh, wash this thing away and, and figure out a way to bounce back. And that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do now is bounce back and get a win. Bobby Portis says, same for the past four years. So many injuries fired the medical staff. I, I don't like, is it the medical staff's fault? The guys are getting hurt. Wouldn't that be more training staff? Because would it be more training staff who's like trying to do injury prevention stuff? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I and you, we can, I suppose that's kind of semantics. Like, I'm sure that's what he means. But that's really been the Lakers season, hasn't it? It's been, while LeBron and Anthony Davis, not tonight, but while LeBron and Anthony Davis have largely been healthy, it's been everybody else has been hurt. Sure. Um, I mean, we saw Austin turned his ankle tonight, and hopefully he's good to go for tomorrow. He did return to the game and played, but, uh, but you never know what happens with an ankle injury. Those things can certainly swell up. You're missing Cam Reddish. You're missing Jared Vanderbilt. Gabe Vincent's yeah. been gone. Uh, all season, you've got uh, you've got a number of guys who would have been very useful in, in tonight's game, including, of course, LeBron James, yeah. and they're out of action. But that's been the Lakers' season. Like, what? Did, how many games did they have where the bulk of their players were healthy? Like, I'm talking about their rotation guys were healthy. I think it's it's got to be less than five, right? Yeah, or were like they've been completely healthy. Yeah. 
less than three even. Because I feel like right? even when Gabe was healthy, no Vando. Uh, didn't Christian Wood miss part of the beginning of the year? Yeah, there was another. No, it was it was um, it was it was it was Vando and somebody else. I forget, but yeah, I feel like we've like been injured the entire year. It, it really has been uh, a year long thing where the injuries have hit them. And look, this Lakers team, they've had a number of games where they've played well enough to win despite injuries tonight. And what we've seen lately, the trend has been they lean on their offense to get it done tonight. That didn't happen. And I think there's, you know, I want to get back into a few more uh, questions and comments here, but before we get to that, there's an effect here that I think we need to pay attention to. And that's, the Lakers defense, I feel like their numbers were artificially propped up defensively. Like their defensive rating over the last few weeks, it's not been great, but it hasn't been as bad as the eye test would suggest it was. And I think part of that was they were getting burned defensively, but they were so good on the offensive end. Opponents were taking the ball out of their own basket over and over and over again. That was giving the Lakers a chance to set their defense, and it was taking away transition opportunities. A night like tonight, where the shots aren't falling for the Lakers, it really shines a light on how bad the defense has been without, again, like all of their defensive players, except for Anthony Davis, essentially being out of action. It, you start to see that when you're missing shots, the Warriors are getting out into transition or even semi-transition, and they're getting easier scoring opportunities or the Lakers defense is getting confused in, in, in switch situations and things of that nature. It, it really shows you how connected offense and defense are. When the Lakers offense has it going, their defense looks a lot better, not because their defense has been so good, but just because when you're hitting shots, it gives your defense a chance to get set. So I think we saw that effect play out. There was some regression there in that regard. Their defense has got to step it up, and in order to step it up, they're going to need to, to get some guys back and healthy. So really quickly, one to add on to your point, the Lakers over yeah. the last 15 games, 10-5. and five. Um, they are third in offensive rating. They're 20th in defensive rating, but that brings out to the 10th best net rating in the league right mm -hmm. over the past 15 games. And I think the truth of the situation is, and this has kind of been the Lakers basically since 80s gone here. They have been at their best when they are able to sit down and guard in the half court. And I think that's kind of just a fact right now. I'm not saying you should be you should have to nuke your half court offense for the sake mm -hmm. of your defense. No, because in an ideal world, you should be able to be good at both. Like, and that's been kind of the frustrating part. I feel like whenever this Lakers team has been really, really good defensively over the past two years, their offense has sucked, right? Yeah. And we've seen over the past, I'm gonna go even further back and go back to like post Christmas, right? Their offense has been pretty rock solid. Maybe not top three, like it's been offensive rating wise. Um, over the past 15 games, but it's been like a top 12 or so unit post Christmas, right? And your defense has been garbage, right? So why not just have, and I said this on a recent pod, if this team can be the 10th best defense and the 15th best offense, so essentially above average to good and both things, they are a, a insanely better team. Mm -hmm. Then where they currently are, where what they've been honestly all year, where you have the beginning of the year, where elite defense, borderline elite defense, and piss poor offense to now, where it's kind of the flip side, where they've been a great offense and a really bad defense. So just got to get some level of consistency at the same time from both ends of the floor.
Yeah, uh, that's exactly it. That's something that they have got to find and got to find it quickly. We've talked about it. The schedule ahead, whew, it is rough. Uh, Avant Traders said, worst part is they won't have much flexibility this summer to improve. If Dilo walks, they won't even have a point guard or cap space to sign a point guard. Most of the team will be the same next season. I mean, yes and no, right? Like, they're not going to have a lot of, of moves to make in free agency. Now, if Dilo walks, that does make it more likely, and I'd have to look at all the numbers, and we'd have to look at, you know, what does it, obviously, the biggest is what does LeBron do, right? But if LeBron signs a new deal with the Lakers or opts into his player option, what does Cam Reddish do? What does Jackson Hayes do? What does Christian Wood do? These guys will have player options. That's going to matter as well. If Dilo walks, though, Let's say all those guys pick up their options. That at least increases the possibility that you're going to have, at the very least, a taxpayer mid-level, maybe a full mid-level. Depends, again, where all the numbers come in. But more likely, probably the taxpayer, which isn't going to get you a lot. I'm not saying, oh, the Lakers are suddenly flushed with cash and they can go chase stars or something. No, definitely not. But that would be the only real silver lining, right? And do you want that to happen? No, because are you going to find a better point guard than D'Lo with a taxpayer mid-level or even a full mid-level no you're not so yeah it's not what you want to have happen but as far as will they not will they have flexibility or not this summer this is going to be the summer of the trade and it's not a lakers thing that's not just a lakers thing that's an around the nba thing this is going to be the summer of the trade we're going to see teams making moves by trading players why because free agency is dying in the nba it's not as much of a thing anymore you don't get, I mean, what, Jalen, look, Jalen Brunson is great, right? But when he went from the Knicks, uh, from the Mavs to the Knicks, he was not like top, top, top tier guy. Now he's like actually in the MVP conversation, all that, and that's today. But when that happened, he was not like, oh my gosh, power shift type of free agent move. And he was one of the biggest ones we've recently had in free agency. Free agency is not as big of a thing anymore why because guys are signing extensions guys are signing extensions they're taking the money now and figuring out their team later via the trade market so i i don't want to spend a ton of time talking about this summer already because this season despite the knee-jerk reaction to fire this team into the sun after seeing them perform the way they did tonight this season is very much not over there's a long ways to go here but they will have opportunities to improve via the trade market or at least that's what they're hoping for is to have those opportunities to improve via the trademark. And they're not the only team that's looking at it that way. So when you look at this team and you say, well, they have no cap space means they're going to bring the same team back. No, it means that the trade market is where they're going to do a lot of their business and they are far from the only team in that situation. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, um, let's get in here. Senpai said defense is 25% IQ, 25% ability slash size, 50% effort. Sure, we lack the former, but what they did tonight was zero effing effort, open cuts. And there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that. Was that an effort thing or was that more of a IQ scheme a, mistake thing? That's more IQ scheme mistake in my opinion, right? Um, I kind of agree with his percentages. I would probably bump it up a little bit. No, I think it's probably about right. I'd probably like drop maybe ability and size to like 20 and maybe bump up IQ like 30 or whatever if I'm being nitpicky. Mm -hmm. But no, I thought tonight was just more so just communication, which I guess you could maybe attribute to effort, I guess. Um, And then just honestly, it's like IQ of like, how are we going to switch this? Um, if I see they're over committing and putting two on the ball and an off ball pin down, where should I go? Cause the guy sets the pin down is going to likely sit to the rim. So how am I going to guard that as a secondary off ball guy? Um, so I don't know, man, I, I think tonight, which is more so just like, just IQ defensively. And I, I think the, the, the good news is technically when we're, we're talking about IQ related stuff, you you can fix it in film technically, but uh, this has kind of been a, an issue you've seen for for a little while now uh, with with this Lakers defense. Again, just needs to be addressed. So um, yeah, just a really really rough performance tonight defensively. Yeah, absolutely. No, I mean, I, I think there were some effort lapses later on in the game. Once they, you can feel the once energy. They the game was kind of over once with. they knew, yeah. Once they they kind of figured out, okay, we're not winning this thing. Um, yeah. The energy definitely. Wayne. Oh, here we go. We've got a, a presidential candidate. Gabriel says, thank you for the mental health PSA a few shows ago as a presidential candidate. This is my only outlet in this crazy world. Well, what was your PSA? Uh, so I talked about how um, a, a couple of, of podcasts ago, I talked about how when we all have this shared experience, there can be an effect where we're able to get through things uh, because we're kind of we're in it together and we're all focused on this team this sport right we're focused on what's happening here and that can take our mind off or have a numbing effect 
of uh, on some other things that could be happening in our lives. And I related that to uh, when I was getting some tattoo work done the other day on a very sensitive part of my arm. I was uh, we I got into a conversation with my tattoo artist um, about having kids and what that's uh, what that experience is like and being a dad and all that and it, because of something that I care a lot about, obviously. And and so I was focused on that and talking about that. I didn't notice how bad the tattoo hurt. It allowed me to sit through most of the, the tattoo session. Um, and, and I made that connection that we do the same thing, not necessarily with just physical pain, but with emotional pain as well. And that here with uh, our Lakers Nation audience, we're able to be part of something that's bigger than us when we focus in on these games and on this team. And then we come together and we talk about them and everything. It can serve as that distraction that helps you get through an otherwise difficult part. And I was saying that was one of my, that's one of the coolest things that maybe I wouldn't have guessed when starting this about Lakers Nation, about the podcast, about the channel and, and all of that. So that's what he's he's referring to in terms of mental health and that the PSA and everything. Um, it is what I think is, is very, very cool. And again, we saw that effect big time with uh, when Kobe passed, but yeah. that's that's what he's he's referencing that I was talking about on a recent podcast. Just to like very quickly add to that, I think sports is like the greatest distraction known to man. And when and, and again a good way, right? Like when I sometimes I don't even I don't even do it on purpose, but like whenever I like start doing something sports related, like whether I'm like in the gym or even like I did it when we were on playback today, it just like mm -hmm. subconsciously now, I don't think about anything else because I'm just so like lasered focused on that to where like whatever happened. 30 minutes ago, before I hopped on the, the the stream or whatever, before I walked into the gym, does not matter to me anymore for that that of amounted of time mm -hmm. that was slotted to me to, to do that thing. Now, as soon as I leave, okay, cool. I'll start to think about some other stuff again. But, like, I kind of call myself right now, like, huh, I didn't think about, like, life at all for an hour and a half or whatever. We were on playback, and the 20 or so minutes we've been on here – because that's just what sports is. And it's why I think a lot of people use sports. And it's one of the you know great things about it. Use sports as like a, a positive mental health release to like whatever situation you're involved in in life in general. I have this thing that I can gravitate towards that can just clear my head for 10 minutes or an hour or however long. Whatever it is. Yeah, you can be become absorbed in it. Absolutely. Uh, Trey said, love how LeBron sat out tonight, but was throwing uh, down dunks in the All-Star game a few nights ago. Not like we need these wins or anything. A lot. Of, we've talked a lot about this over the last couple of days, but a lot of people were frustrated with that. Lakers fans were frustrated with, with LeBron not playing in this game after playing in the All-Star game. He's back tomorrow. I, 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 you know, Obviously, it's not ideal. You'd prefer to have him out there, but I don't know. Like based on the way the team played this game, LeBron is great. Based on the way this the team played this game, I don't know that they win it with with LeBron. Maybe they do. He makes a major impact. There's no question. But um, yeah, it's it, it's unfortunate. You definitely would have liked to have had him out there. Um, but you hope that by having him tomorrow, the the Lakers will get the win and then they can move forward from there. Yeah. Um... I, I understand the frustration I do, but I, I just can't get myself to like get overly riled up about it. Um now what I would have done was keep Braun in LA so he could play the oh oh he's still getting treatment or whatever on the sure. ankle or something like that. Um but 
yeah. I'm not going to get overly upset about it. And not have him sitting there at courtside, right? Watching, watching the yeah. team play. Like, you got to be a better liar, Lakers. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Who talks about a lie? All right. Uh, Bobby Portis says, Palenka can't construct a championship roster. He's he's done it like three times. I, I mean, I think we this year. Championship caliber roster, sure. But um, yeah, I mean... Does this look like a championship caliber team right now? No, probably no. not. But we'll see what's what come playoff time. We'll see yeah. where they're at. Uh, Kaleidoscope. Illegal screens called. Lakers won. Warriors zero. Comedy at its finest. Uh, also, always love the short Skylar Mays minutes. Skylar Mays is fun when he gets in there, right? He does some exciting things when he's out there on the floor. And he did that again tonight. But uh, but yes, the Warriors, they, they don't get called for illegal screens nearly enough. Uh, but that's been a thing for for years, and we've talked all about that. I don't, I don't think that changed the outcome of this game, right? If this was a closer game, maybe we could talk about it. But I, I don't think that changed the Warriors getting away with a few illegal screens changed the outcome of the game. All right, let's do this. Uh, M dread said out of this team, we, uh, we might climb up to six, seven. I, I hope they do. That's the goal. They want to climb up to the six seed and get out of the play in. So that's what they're going for. That's what they're going for. We'll see if they can do it, but that's what the warriors are trying to do too. That's what all the teams that are in the play in right now are trying to do. That's their goals to get to the six seed yeah. and to figure that out. Kings won tonight, right? I believe so. Beat the Spurs. Yeah, I mean, basically, every aside from the Jazz losing, everything the Lakers needed to happen did not happen tonight. Again, yeah. uh, the West just the, the teams the Lakers need to lose, they keep winning. They're just winning and winning and winning. And it's we said it the, the West is going to be a grind this year. It's going to be really, really tough. So it's hard to make up any ground when everybody around you is winning. People, you know, it's funny, Sean. I get you know, over on X, I, I put out every day the, what we're rooting for, what we want to see happen. Yeah. And I always get these people going, oh, that's petty or or that you shouldn't be rooting against other teams. Just focus on your team winning their games. No, because math says you have, other teams around you have to lose in order for you to get to where you want to go. And this is a great example of that. The Lakers were winning games. They made up no ground because other teams around them were winning too. You and need some of the other teams in the West to lose. And you need some of the other teams in the West to lose because this is the bed you made. Like, yeah. you, the Lakers can go on a, a, I mean, how many games do we have left now? With 25 now? Yeah, you have 25 games left. Lakers can go on a 25-game winning streak, right? If everybody in the West also goes on a 25-game winning streak, you're still stuck as the ninth seed. Now, that's extreme, right? Obviously, mm -hmm. not everybody's going to go on a 25-game winning streak, but I use that to illustrate the point that you need people to lose. Like you need teams to lose games. So yeah, I don't really understand that that method of thinking there. All right. We've got this one said rare, but I blame LeBron on this one. Simply you have to play this game. Him not playing set the tone for a bad start coming off the break and then announcing today that he'll play tomorrow is silly on him for this loss. Was Blaming it LeBron? Somebody. Was it the team? Was it, I, I, that's the that's always the question, right? Who who made the decision for him not to play in this game? Playing somebody, blaming somebody who didn't play is funny, in my opinion. 
Like, be mad at Braun, but I think, like, blaming Braun for the losses, I think it's kind of too far. Like, be mad all you want at Braun, right? For And I, I even understand, like I said, a decent chunk of, of said frustration, right? Mm-hmm. Braun was ju- – he just played in the All-Star game, like, not even, like, four nights ago or whatever, right? Completely understand the frustration. But I'm not going that far. Yeah, I – I don't know. Like, I don't, obviously, I don't think it's not ideal that LeBron played in the All Star game and that didn't play in this game. But, and so um, he's going to play tomorrow. Yeah. yeah he's going to play tomorrow. So at least he's not, it's not like he's out for a week or something like that. It's taken one night off. And look, if this winds up being, if, if this helps LeBron be healthy come playoff time, then, then we'll take so it. it. We'll yeah. take it. All right, real quick, let's give a shout out to our sponsor, and that is Sleeper. They do a great job. We've got a fantastic app. You guys can shout download. Out. Yeah, absolutely. You can download the the Sleeper app, and you can check out what they've got over there. Use our uh, our code. You can even scan it the uh, the QR code right there on the screen. Uh, you get a five hundred dollar does five hundred dollar first deposit match. There you go, Sean. You got it. You guys can check that out. That's the Sleeper app. Uh, Sean, let's make some picks real quick here. Absolutely. This won't take long. We'll just do a few. Uh, Damian Lillard, does he get back on track? Uh, Milwaukee against Minnesota, 24 and a half points against Minnesota. I don't feel good about that. I would actually kind of go the under. I do too. I'm going going, uh, less on that one. Once again, everybody, you guys can download the app and play along with us. Super, super easy to do. Let me see if there's anything for Lakers in in uh, for tomorrow yet. Now they usually wait until they know for sure who's playing and who's not. Especially the Lakers. On the Lakers. Yes, exactly. All right, let's go to oh, let's go to future Laker Donovan Mitchell. Oh, there we go. They are like playing. that. Like the way I did that. Uh, they're playing Philly. Thirty-eight okay. and a half points, rebounds, and assists for Donovan. 30, thirty-eight and a half. Um, yeah, thirty-eight and a half. What's he looked like recently in terms of like how? As he got in the pull that up. Last four games, he's gone over that twice and gone under that twice. Great tool, by the way. You guys can use on 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 a sleeper. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we could take the more. You can do more. Shout out Donovan. That's if he does play. He did not play tonight against Orlando. Okay, so let's let's hope that he plays tomorrow, and then let's do let's do one more. We'll do last one. We'll go with our old friend Kyle Kuzma. Uh, 20.5 points against OKC. 20 and a half points more or less against OKC. Um, Kuz, man. Let's be optimistic. He had a good game tonight. Plays good again tomorrow. We'll go more. All right. There it is. There's more our entry. Uh, you can get... Uh, a multiplayer of 5.29x, $105.80 on a $20 uh, play on that one. So you guys can check that out Heck yeah. over on the Sleeper app. There we go. Make sure you download it and then use our code LakersNation. That's the way to go. All right. Let's get into some of our questions and comments here. We'll get back into them. We do have the Master Lock of the Night still coming up. So be ready for that. That one's still on the way. We're gonna have to talk about that one. I, I there's unfortunately this is one of those nights where there's a lot to master lock. 
unfortunately. There's a lot. So we're going to get to that in just a moment. And let's go here. Oh, man. Oh, no. Sean, Dontavius said, can we admit JHS? He said JSH, but JHS is not an NBA player. How are, we, how are we feeling about that? He had some rough plays in that fourth quarter. He really did. Um, oh, I'm pulling up his summer his uh, not summer league his um G League stats his G League data right now really quickly. He's I'm been to... he's been fairly good in the G League, and maybe that gives you a little bit of hope. But man, it seems like aside from that last second step back three, yeah. It, it, the 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 rare instances where we get to see him, it doesn't look good. And it, I get it. People are frustrated. Why? Because Brandon Pajemski is out there doing stuff for the Warriors. Because Cam Jaime Marquez is doing stuff for the Heat. All in right now. Cam, yeah, I mean, these guys, Cam Whitmore is doing stuff. And all these guys were taken right after JHS, and JHS is giving you nothing right now. Um, yeah. I understand the frustration. So here is the best I can do in terms of providing optimism for you with JHS. One... Okay. There's a there's a little bit of data that like th- th- there's some good and some bad. One, JHS in South Bay so far, I'm pretty all right sample size. He's shooting 37% on pull up twos, which is fine, but he's shooting 41% on pull up threes, which is fairly like. And but you go to catch and shoot threes on uncontested catch and shoot threes, he's right at 30%. So that's kind of a good thing in the sense of. That's basically what we saw at Indiana. We're like the pull-up three tonight. We didn't see it. We kind of haven't seen it at all with him consistently as a Laker on the main squad. But like, that's what you saw at Indiana. Like the pull-up three point ability. I still think is there. He has a damn good floater where he's shooting 55% on floaters. And for a floater, that's elite. So that that's mm-hmm. kind of thrown into your mid range package. The problem is, though, he's just not a good finisher. So that's still the biggest area of concern and think something has to improve upon. Only shooting. He's shooting, put in perspective, he's shooting better on floaters than shots at the rim. Wow. He's shooting a better percentage on floaters than shots at the rim. So that just now. Like Jay, you think of bad finishers that are still really, really good guards. Trey Young's a horrific finisher. Brunts is not the best finisher, but those guys are also like insanely efficient at damn near everything else. So like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man, like Jalen, Jalen Shapiro definitely has some work, but I feel like we've been saying this for a while now. Summer League 2024 is the biggest like yeah. week of basketball on Jalen Shapiro's career to that point. Um, So, yeah, that that's kind of what I got on JHS right now. All right, Bree said Lakers are better without LeBron. Get out of here. Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, we, I hate the the oh man, team team X wins game without best player Y or whatever. Does that mean they're better without him? That mm-hmm. take is so outdated and so goofy. That's the nicest way to phrase that. The Lakers had a better net rating over their previous 10 games actually with LeBron off the floor than on, which was a a good thing because that's the way this team was built was to try to be able to have success without LeBron obviously did not work out in this game. But as I said on the show the other day, uh, that went out this morning with Mark Gunnels, that does not mean the Lakers are better period without LeBron James. That was never the case. Um, They're not a better team without 
LeBron, does the ball sometimes move a little bit more on the offensive end? Sure. Sometimes that happens. Do it's guys play a little bit to, freer? Yeah, right. That's that's out of necessity. So no, they're not better without LeBron James. There's no question. Yeah. Uh M Dread said Bron's my favorite. Wouldn't give him a three year sixty million next year, though. I hope the Lakers don't do that. <laughs> you hope the Lakers don't give him three years sixty million? I'm more worried about the years. Okay. I understand the years. I would I was gonna say I would do that. And I just don't think Braun, I think Braun is going to take the most money possible as long as he possibly can. And justifiably so. We're talking about like sure. a $30 million pay cut. All things okay, maybe be more a little more real. $25 million pay cut for Braun, right? Would it be not sure? Right, but that is really optimistic. I just don't think that's gonna happen. I think Braun's gonna keep doing the one plus one thing, maximize his dollars in the forty-five to fifty million dollar range. Yeah, I agree. I think that's that's what's gonna happen as well. That's the way I see that this this is uh this is ultimately gonna go. Uh Mamba mentality, and we'll get to the master lock of the night right after this. Uh the awkwardness would have been if Braun played today against a team who made it public they wanted to trade for you. I think that's why he sat out. Mm. I don't think that would have caused him to sit out. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I I don't agree with that. And I don't think that would have been awkward either. Yeah. That wouldn't have been like, so what if you play against a team that, you know, wanted to trade for you? Um, we, we see that happen. All, look all how time. many look how many players the Lakers have been connected to in trade talks. And then the Lakers have played against that player. We, Man, we talked be... all about the, the audition games, right? Must be super awkward for Buddy Heald every time he plays the Lakers. Right. He's been he's been almost a Laker for years. For like five straight years, I feel like. Yeah. Who's even like ran was he in talks this year for some random reason? I feel like I've heard I've heard his name to link to the Lakers at least once this year. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean Lakers fans are gonna keep bringing him up no matter what, just because we're he's the one that got away. But I don't think um I, I think there have been a number of players, though, that have been in this situation where they, they get the audition game against the Lakers, and then, yeah, uh, it's not awkward. We always talk about, oh, this guy blew up because he wants to be a Laker or, or whatever. Yeah. All right. Let's get into this. The master lock of the night. Chat, let us know. What would you master lock from this game? Master lock of the night. The master lock of the night. What are you guys putting in the master lock from this one? Fire it off in the chat. Let us know. I'm scrolling down to get all the way down there. Oh, no. Somebody said the master lock me. I'm getting fucking Trevor for. I don't know. I'm catching stray master locks here. Uh, Tina said master lock the lack of defense. A very rare time where I don't get master locked. I will take my victory. <laughs> you gotta you gotta hang on to that one. Man. Uh oh, the, the plop said master lock Dylan Brooks. There we go. There it is. Yep. We all know Dylan Brooks gets master locked every show. He has to. Uh, really oh, because you said it. Ah. Because you said it. Now I've got master lock Sean. <laughs> Um, Master Lock All Star Weekend. Oh boy, that that yeah, that was that was bad. 
That was bad. Sky Falcon says Master Lock injuries. Yeah, that, that was definitely a bad one. Sean, what would you put in the Master Lock? What was the most annoying thing from this game? Easily the off-ball defense. Yeah. Easily. Um, just a lack of communication, a lack of... I guess preparation, I guess you could blame it on that, but just just the the, the defense in general, especially when guarding these off-ball actions. And you really miss Vando. Like, that was – I think you really miss Vando and Braun defensively. And I know people are going to say, Man, they miss Braun. How? I'll explain how for both of them. One with Vando, because Vando's just another body you could throw at Steph. And when I go back and I, and I talk about the Lakers being able to, like, neutralize the off-ball screening and off-ball – um, the off-ball cutting and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Vando's a big part of that, honestly, because Vando does a great job of top-locking and just force everything back to the rim, but also using his height and his, you know, just his size in general to be able to kind of, like, make stuff at the rim difficult or make the pass difficult even to the cutter. And then Braun, because Braun in a helper role is an elite help defender, like, especially when he's locked in on that end of the floor, which, I mean... I, in, a, in a game like tonight, I feel like he, he would have been. And that's something this team really needed tonight. They needed somebody with some with some high, uh with some size that can help out at the rim and play kind of free safety. And for the Lakers tonight, by not by choice, but because like because they have to by necessity, their free safety was Austin Reeves or it was Torian Prince mm-hmm. instead of 6'9, 260 LeBron James or whatever, right? So um yeah just just the off-ball defense and kind of the defense in general yeah it, it was definitely bad um i'm gonna master lock the shooting you know i think that's something that the lakers have been uh been relying upon lately it's been their offensive production and the shooting was just not there this game they couldn't get shots to drop even when they did generate good looks they did not fall i think the more pressing issue was the defense in this game and what you brought up was uh, was more important, but since you went there, I'm gonna go go with that shooting. I thought the shooting was just it was just poor in this game. You didn't knock down enough of your threes. Hopefully, those uh, start to fall, uh, go back to falling again tomorrow. That's that's what you need. All right, let's do let's do a couple more, and then we'll have the uh, the post post game show start up. Remember, Lakers do play again tomorrow. They play 7:30 Pacific time against the Spurs. Join us right here on the YouTube channel or over on playback during the game. Come hang out with us. Hopefully, we'll get a Lakers win uh, for that one. Let's see what else we've got here. We'll finish with one more. Brad, I'm a member for four months, and then he gifted a Lakers Nation channel membership. Yeah, if you haven't checked out the channel membership, click the join button. You can see the different perks that we offer for channel members. In fact, I'll have a little extra video coming out tomorrow for uh, for channel members. Um, let's see what else do we have here sorry my uh, on my end things are a little different than usual I don't have all of my chat questions put together for some reason it's separated them all Josh said missing Vando bad right now this he oh man yeah even game, like to a certain extent, just any any perimeter defense would have been nice. <laughs> and uh, it was it was rough. The plot was... wins the next members only live show. 
Um, okay, so I think I'm going to have to try to do either a weekend one or I'll try to squeeze one in tomorrow. Um, I'll try to do one of those tomorrow and, and get that done because uh, we've got the back-to-back and then we've got the weekend coming up. So let me see what the schedule looks like. And I'll try to either get one in tomorrow before the game or I'll have to do a weekend one in order to make it work for this week. Sweet. Yeah. So that's what I'll go with. Mike says Master Lock Trevor's mic. What what is wrong with my mic? Nothing's wrong with your mic. You're I mean, Master Lock my mic from earlier in the show, I, I guess. <laughs> but no, your mic sounds fine. Sounds normal. Weird. Okay. All right. Well, guys, rough game. Certainly not what we wanted to see from the Lakers tonight. And I know, Sean, you've got way more to break down over on the post-post-game show. That's going to be coming up right after this one. Make sure you guys do uh, subscribe right here to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Hopefully, we'll get a win tomorrow night. Turn on those notifications as well. And then come hang out with us during the game, either on the YouTube channel or, or over on um, um, Playback, playback.tv slash Lakers Nation. Thanks again, everybody. Till next time. See ya. And stay safe. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.